Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We're very pleased to say Tommy Tiernan, the comedian, Liverpool fan, funny bones. He joined us. Very funny man, yeah. He was good value. We like that. Uh, It's been a year, a year and a day, uh, that that, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney took over at Wrexham. And so we thought we'd check in once again with Nathan Sort from the Rob Ryan Red podcast to see about the fine work they've done and whether there was any concerns over yeah. the ownership. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed the chat, Paul, seeing as we beat them Saturday, but that's I right, didn't mention it too did. much. And a uh, story today involving uh, the Y Word and Tottenham Hotspur led us to invite in uh, one of the producers here at Talk Sport and Talk Radio, Dave Levine, and uh, he gave us his take as a, a Tottenham fan on uh, what the club have said today. I thought an interesting chat with Dave, so we'll bring you that as well, and here it all is. <laughs> Just on that note, actually, I did a show last night in uh, yeah. Leicester at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Mm. Very, very nice. Lots of listeners, talk sport listeners came along, which is very nice to see them. Yeah. Um, and I saw blood, sweat and tears, Paul, for an hour, you know. It's your new show, isn't it? My new show, 24-hour. progress. It was, 24-hour pasty people. When you're told it's work in progress by a comedian, you're kind of, you know, you know they may refer to their notes, they may pick up a piece of paper, because they're like, it's like a, really, it's like a focus group. Really, Charlie, you should be paying them. It should be, in many ways. Because they're honing honing your act. It's like just watching a sculptor chip away at a massive piece of granite, (laughs) live on stage. Anyway, I finished this show last night. It went down well. Had a lovely time. Time, very yeah. nice. Except right at the end, uh, one lady said, um, "Yeah, just one thing. Um, how are you going to get on the birthday spread tomorrow?" <laughs> so I like, that's all she was interested in. Yeah, just watch this show I'd put together, Paul. Birthday spread. That's all that was on her mind. She said, "You're rubbish at it." I said, "Paul's really good at it." <laughs> she went, "No, you're rubbish at it." So I've, I've got a bit harsh. A bit harsh, it? wasn't it? That's a heckle. Anyway, let's. I'll stand back a bit. How was your evening? Well, I'll come on to that in a minute. Um, in the front row of your show last night is uh, official scorer for the birthday spread uh, and uh, Leicester resident, yes, uh, Mr. Jeff Peters. Jeff Peters so Jeff, there. Jeff came and watched. Came and watched. Did you yeah. feel an added pressure having Jeff in the front row? No, because did, no he, one, did he laugh a lot? No one was asking me how how old random celebrities were <laughs> at the time, so I felt relaxed with Jeff there. Having you know. someone you know in the front oh, row, the worst, the is worst. It, is it? 
Yeah, I mean, you, you hadn't met Jeff before. You had a beer with him after yeah, and stuff. And, yeah. um, but it's not like someone you knew very well. No. But when you're working to someone... Yeah, it's awful, Paul. Yeah. It's dreadful. It's dreadful having anyone in. It's worse having family in. The one the one time you invite your mum or your dad or something to a, yeah. a show, you know, you're quite looking forward to it, that will be the 100% the night it goes very yeah. badly we spoke you know. to a, a, a an actor writer and actor who did a fantastic one-man play about uh, uh, alex higgins a legendary oh, yeah, player, yeah. of course and uh, he was telling us that he did, one of the early times he did it alex was there and he was in the front oh, row dear, I and there should be quite a lot of and he loved it apparently yeah. but it should be must be quite difficult that if you're doing something about someone yeah. and then there they are front you know they're in the room but it's quite flattering as well if someone's written something about you yeah. and it's actually on no matter how how much you do like i was in the uh, harry hill musical about the x factor and of yeah. course it was a lot of it was just taking the mick out of simon Cowell for two yeah. and a half hours basically but he came back four or five times laughed his head off the whole time did you, did you going, find yourself in that situation kind of looking at the person he's sort of go oh they're gonna like this bit <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it's, di- it's <laughs> difficult isn't it yeah, yeah imagine very it is. difficult yeah my evening stunk yes how was your um, evening paul uh, we what were a very, shame. We were very poor what last happened? night Tottenham. I'd like to point out, I've no sour grapes, you won't get, I hope they go down from me. Southampton were fantastic and uh, they played really well and uh, overall, if you, you know, in the balance of the game, they deserve to win it on on chances and, and quality of play. And uh, Ralph Hasenhutl had done his homework. He targeted the right side uh, of Tottenham's defensive unit, if you can call it a unit. That would suggest <laughs> it's some kind of compact um, mechanism yeah, uh, yeah unfortunately um, Davison Sanchez and Emerson Royal you know not Fort Knox and I think no. they knew they'd get more joy down that side and so it proved time and time again um, Conte's doing the best with what he's got he does have some very good players Benton Cool looked fantastic last night um, he looked like a man that was worried for his position mm-hmm. and was trying a bit too hard yeah. and in the process of that looked like he was still playing for Southampton because <laughs> he didn't find a white shirt all night I wonder oh, if Harry dear. Winks had a bit of that as well they're thinking I and sort of if, I mean if, if Hoybier sat there and watched Bentoncourt just sort of pinging it about with yeah. ease and defence he probably would have been thinking I was right um, but yeah it was a poor night Southampton were great defending was very poor he's got a lot to do I think he realises that um you know, he's going to need at least one more window if he sticks around that long. If he can take it anymore, yeah. Um, but I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen that film a million times. Unfortunately, opposition and, uh, managers must look at James Ward-Prowse and go, "That's that's yeah. exactly what I need." But no, not, en- not enough of them have tried hard enough. I mean, even from an England point of view, he get people go, "Oh yeah," but he can only hit a pinpoint cross or a fantastic free kick or from. a brilliant corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've always, I've always thought, you know, it's, he's he's a specialist. I've always thought he was worthy of a place in an England squad because you can bring him on to do that yeah. he, he can come and have an impact in games but you always get people a bit sniffy about him as a player and I think they're wrong it's really. like in American football and they have a specialist yeah. kicker or whatever yeah. you know to someone well, to come on and do that like, well, so with, tw- says, with 20 minutes to go or something I know I don't think Andy agrees with me but he said oh yeah you've got to be able to play you've got to merit your place I can think of plenty of players that have been in the 22 of an England squad and you think oh, oh, what the hell are they doing yeah, there yeah, yeah. what can they they're just that player identikit but not as good otherwise they'd be starting but what, what but can they offer you, that they're excellent at? He offers you something completely different. and uh, But look, he, seem, he seems very happy there. But I think I don't doubt for one minute if people had tried that little bit harder to mm. prize him away from Southampton over the years, they could have done. But um, Interesting yeah. couple of night of results, I, I think. I think that Norwich result is really good really good for them, you know, yeah. a draw. That's them. I think it's they're mm. reeling people in, people who thought they were out of it. I think people thought the bottom Just two was when the you bottom think you're three. Out. Yeah. And I think Palace... 
getting sucked in. Brentford getting sucked in. Leeds, Everton getting sucked in. And I, yeah. I think Newcastle will have the momentum to get out. I but see. I think people are going to get sucked in. It's going to be a really exciting end to the season. The Wilf pen. I mean, he's so good at penalties oh, yeah. normally. I mean, just it was just. It looks like his foot slipped or something. Yeah. But it's a terrible. When you're at a bad pen, that's going to destined to be in uh, football's funniest moments. He always made a bit. Oh, <laughs> oh dear, yeah. There'll always be a bit of that. But yeah. the goal he scored before it, of course, was was something exactly, else. Exactly. Yeah. But is that enough? You know, is that enough? Well, we're going to be talking Wolves in a few moments' time. Matt Murray's going to join us because they they go into tonight game they can go above Arsenal and Spurs I believe uh, with a victory tonight against Arsenal yeah they're going to 37 points yeah. if they win tonight look, they're a good side and he's, he's got them going they're a very solid team they've got still got players to come back as well from injury they're going to get stronger as mm. the season goes on if they can keep everybody fit uh, at the moment so I don't get it I, I you know I, I, a few people again have said to me no nah, not Wolves but why not yeah, yeah they're, doing, they're doing everything right. They're very hard to beat. That's a pretty decent yeah. base. Great, stri- great striker. Yeah. You know, it's anyway, proper, we, proper Matt, team. We'll get Matt's take on that. Uh, they're already coming in, Charlie. I know, I love it. I've not ta- even said it. This is Peter Fury, the Peter. Bo- boxing coach, isn't it? <laughs> he tweeted earlier on, Peter Fury, um, about his geese, about how he likes spending time and talking to his geese yeah. more than he does actual human beings. And I just... I wanted to do as Charlie's choice today, Paul. I was attacked by geese, or or when geese attack, oh, yeah. or or just your experience with geese. I watched the goose attack unfold, and we tried to warn the people involved. Yeah, uh, in, in Birmingham, down on the uh, sort of footpath on the river in Birmingham, there's a little gaggle of geese. Uh, the yeah. producer was there with us, and we saw my son had just gone for a run the other day. They had babies. My son had gone for a run along along the, the geese canal. Had babies. No, you know, the geese had babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, has, he hasn't mentioned it. <laughs> I think you know by he, now. Wonder why he kept asking for money from Pampers. <laughs> but um, yeah, the geese had had babies, and obviously they're very protective of the parents yeah. so he's run along the footpath and he's wanted to cross the bridge and they're not having it they're just no. they're honking they're, they're hissing oh, they're, they're and they're good not guard dogs. they're good guard dogs geese so he's had to go back and run the other way but we saw this old couple um, and they saw the little babies and we, they're going oh look at that they're trying to go up and stroking them yeah. they're going to rip your throat out mate in a minute he's an <laughs> old boy they'll have you they chucked him in the canal um, there we are we're all Hornet Steve says uh, I was once attacked by a swan on the Shropshire Union mm, Canal in Chester Mugged him, had his phone off him. What you got for me, it said. It wasn't just me, as it was protecting its nest and young. There we are. You're yeah. proving that point there. We're all uh, hornets. They, they run at you fast, waving their necks and snapping and hissing, apparently. Yeah, I mean, that, what, that's swans. I'm not talking about swans, we're talking about <clears> geese. Yeah. Have you ever heard of swan upping, Paul, when they put a ring... They put a ring I've on the. I uh, wonder what that was. What I'm, that, glad, I'm glad uh, it's uh, that. Uh, uh, it sounds like an excuse, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, it sounds like a carry-on joke. <laughs> it's uh, you put a ring on all the 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 it's Beyonce swans. Do that. Well, um, this is the joke I'm oh, getting I'm to. Sorry, you Charlie. ruined the joke there, Paul. It's fine. <laughs> you put a <laughs> ring on the oh, every yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on every swan that doesn't belong to the Queen. Oh, okay. Yeah, if she doesn't like it, you put a ring on it. We get there in the end, Paul. Sorry, I mean, we had four different versions of the joke on the way there. Spent a lifetime ruining Andy's. Material. Well, that Dave, doesn't take a lot of work. David Coyle said, I watched a goose attack a hedgehog. The hedgehog oh. won on points. Well, that's why they had that oh. brilliant Sky One documentary when geese attack hedgehogs. <laughs> it, was, it didn't get a series. It was no, just very much a one-off. Yeah, you know, yeah. talking head celebrities, comedians coming on yeah, on that lovely. very subject. Well, I remember when 
the goose yeah. attacked. They've been sent a DVD. <laughs> I think it was, I watched in 19... You never watched that. They sent you a DVD last week. They give you 250 quid. That's why you do They're going to repeat it 50 times. You'll feel dirty by the end of it. Won't you, Chuck? You've done it, I've, I've done, done it. I've done it a million feel, times, you feel, When it goes out for the 80th time... And that 250 quid yeah. feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> really? You feel dirty. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, but please yeah, do book me for Football Sunniest Moments again. Thank you very much. Last night. That's yeah, me. You're in, a, you're in a bad mood, Paul. Yeah, no, no that's, that's, that's my last chance. <laughs> of course, I'm still open to them. I'm still very much available. You've been attacked by a goose. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still very much available for those send me a DVD and I'll say what you like type shows. So, um, Paul Cook's back in work, isn't he? At he Chesterfield. Is at Chesterfield, the Spyrites. It's been, uh, <clears throat> I mean, they've been flying all season. Yeah. Doing, they've got a Shimanga up front, mm. who I think has scored between 20 and 25 goals already this season in the National League. Absolutely flying. They're playing well. Mm. There's been some recent controversy over their manager, who has now left. Yeah. And Paul Cook, who used to manage them and brought them great success, has come in and taken a, what is seen as a step down to the National League, become their manager. Well, that is the footballing reason, but that's not why we bring it up. All oh, right. Um, because we did have a fantastic clip of, uh, of Paul Cook being interviewed post-match. And it's the first recorded incident of his voice changing mid-sentence. You know, and nowadays in the modern game, teams have been known to make changes. So, whatever team Southampton bring, we know it's going to be very tough, but we've got a chance. <laughs> very assured to start with, then almost in tears. That was like speaking to Tyson and Peter Fury. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, uh, yesterday marked uh, a calendar year. A year. Since um, um, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, two fine Hollywood actors, 
took over uh, Wrexham Football Club. Hollywood actors and gin magnates. Yeah, that's right, and they uh, celebrate. They put 365 shots, didn't they, behind the bar of, the, yeah. of a local uh, Wrexham pub associated with the club. I think nice that's how touch. many um, Wrexham had against Torquay last Saturday. Still couldn't score. OK, oh, let's go, let's well, go. Let's, let's get this chat off to uh, a good footing then. Um, but let's look back on a year. The highs and lows, and as we said, OK, highs, let's be honest. From uh, the Rob Ryan Red podcast, Nathan Salt. Good afternoon, Nathan. Expect a load of... They beat you. They beat you on the weekend. He's not going to let you forget it for the next 10 minutes. Good afternoon, Paul. I don't know. Does Charlie just personally request me in these meetings to make me feel bad? I, don't, I genuinely think there's some sort of personal personal attack here that I always I come on nothing, whenever we've not done well. I had nothing to do with this. I came in today. We're talking about Wrexham. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, Are we going to play the goal? When he rubbed his hands together. <laughs> We're not going to play the goal. Um, but therein lies one of the conversation points because, you know, you knew this would be the case probably when we spoke to you this time last year. Um, you know, you're there to be shot at. You know, you, you're... You're a, you're a bigger club now with a higher profile and teams in the National League want to beat you. Yeah, I mean, that, that as you say, that was inevitable as soon as the takeover got confirmed. Are we dealing that well with that big, big target? I don't know if we are. I think that, you know, the, the crowds are huge and the support is there and there's a there's a desperation. This is the 14th year to try and get out of the league, as you know, and there's, there's a desperation. And I think that's five defeats, unfortunately, that Torquay won. Um, and uh, I know there's a lot of disappointment at every time we lose a game, but look, we're still in the mix. And, and yesterday was a day to celebrate everything, I think, more off the pitch and what it's done for the town and, and the club. And OK, yes, we lost at Torquay. Charlie's very happy about that, as I know on social media. But the, the, the bigger picture is that there's a lot of hope now in the club that, that better things are coming. Yeah. Charlie was telling me earlier on, and we're quite sure about this wonderful stand at the race course. So oh, tell, yeah. us, tell us a bit well, about that. You, you've just, was it yesterday you had, that you've been told you can buy your stand, you can buy the ground, um, yeah, and, and they're going to redevelop the beautiful, is it the West Stand? The beautiful, um, this, this proper Proper old school yeah. steps yeah, the and cop. stand the, the cop, cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the will cop. they? Yeah, so. Is, it, will, is it listed? Will it be redeveloped or will it be knocked down and put a, a, a sort of sparkling new one there? I, I think what the, what's basically the plan is that they're they're trying to secure all the necessary funding. So you know, bringing back the the ownership of the stadium from the university, which have, have looked after it when um when we when we've needed them to bringing that back allows us to to develop it. And I think what they're trying to do is is put a five thousand five hundred capacity stand which would be the biggest in in the ground mm. so you know that would take the capacity to over sixteen thousand, and is a big part of the the owner's plan i think they really i think the stadium is key to everything they want to do so as much as they're willing to go and buy a lot of league one players for us which is very mm. nice uh, and seems to upset a lot of other people it's uh it's definitely the stadium's a big one and i think they're looking at doing some sort of safe standing because for a lot of people the cop yeah. if you look at it now it's and iconic. it's run down and yeah, it's iconic. It brings a lot of nostalgia. People talk about the game against Arsenal and, and some of the great, you know, European nights, Porto and Anderlecht and all these things. So if it is knocked down, it needs an element of that nostalgia mm. kept. So I think a safe stand in 5,000, five and a half thousand, something like that is, is is something that could be, you know, really defining for this ownership as much as a, a promotion is, is key. It, it's about you know, leaving, leaving it better. They keep saying leaving it better for whenever they do move on, whenever that is. Normally in this sort of situation, I would be annoyed with, with the, yeah. the team that is had, having the money piled into it. But mm. A, the way that the two owners are going about it is fantastic. The amount of work they're doing in the community, the way they're redeveloping the ground is, is, is brilliant in, you know, not, the, not an area of the country that, that has an awful lot. Let's, yeah, let's just say fair. that. Um, but also... 
You've been, I've said this to you before, you've been in here too long. You've been in the conference too long. I've said it before, you, you, you're like a sort of 55-year-old man still living in his mum and dad's spare room. It's time to leave the Vanarama. Yeah, we've got far too comfortable. We just we just cooped up, as I told you, we're cooped up in the back bedroom. We just can't get enough. We just like the home the home comforts that come yeah. with a Vanarama. But as I think the owners have learned, you know, that in their, their statement about yesterday, one year on, they didn't quite use your favourite phrase that we've been national league, been but national they basically league. they 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 intimated that you know we've given we've given everything, given Phil Parkinson as much as he needs on the pitch. We've spent loads of money, and yet the national league is still some kind of hellish uh, existence. We must be pay- we, we're paying for our sins yeah. in a, in in a, in a former life. So look, it's it's there's so much to be to be thankful for. Uh, not just those three hundred and sixty five gin and tonics they paid for, which went down very well <laughs> at the Turbo Hotel last night. Um, but you know, look, they, they've given a whole town, as you say, the town doesn't have that much. And I think if you've never been there, it, it's, it's familiar to a lot of other places, working class towns and cities, yeah. but it's, they've, they've given the place so much hope that hope, better yeah. things are coming, you know, a, a stadium, the cop's been like that for as long as I can remember in terms of just run down, no one on there, you know, the odd ball boy running around, it, you know, to, to have that as a, as a kind of new, a whole new stadium, it, it would transform the place. Um, and, and so, yeah. As much as we want to get out of the league, we've still got a chance, even if we do lose to Torquay and mm. well, we don't got, beat them at the time. Yeah. Well, got what, a chance, yeah, we've yeah. got a chance. When we spoke last year, Nathan, when the, the guys first took over, in the build-up to it, you've said there were some dissenting voices, there were some concerned voices. So, mm. of you know, of, of those fears of some people, old school fans, been dealt with, are they pleased with, or are there still dissenting voices? Look. Look, I, there are a couple still. I mean, even yesterday, you're talking about the stadium. You know, bringing, allowing them to purchase the freehold for the for the stadium. Again, that for some people that was a worrying step. For a lot of people, that's an important step to to delivering a new stadium. For some people, it, it's a worry about you know, kind of placing it into private ownership, the security of the university, and, and you know, keeping it in with the fans. There's always going to be the odd one or two, but look, when when the vote went through, it was I think it was 98. I forget the figure now, 98.4. Mm. A very tiny, tiny percentage, and I, I don't think those people are ever going to have their minds changed. Um, you know, as, as, as much as Rob and Ryan put up great TikToks and great Instagram videos and, mm. and whatnot, that they're never going to have their minds changed, but unanimously you you ask anyone that they've brought nothing but good to the area you really can't fault them in just their approach and and you know what they've got no link to the area and Rob McElhenney's learning Welsh. I mean, that's good yeah. enough for me. <laughs> Everything great that football can do for an, an area they are trying to do. It, it's it's really good. I wish you well. And now we've played you twice. I wish you even, <laughs> yeah, you uh, can. even you can better. Relax, exactly. You've got the trophy yeah. Saturday, I think. Is that right, Nathan? I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm going back for that one. Boreham yeah. Wood in the trophy. Oh, so look, yeah. a, a Wembley trip would be nice for the documentary, wouldn't it? That'd be exactly, a nice kind yeah. of... Yeah. Like, when is the do- documentary going out? May we're looking at May, so the can't, end of this season, wait. and it's it's what I've been told is it, it's it's looking more at this current season. So I, I don't know if we're going to get flashbacks or mirages or you know uh, series recaps. I don't know what we're going to get about the previous season, but it's mainly about this season and, and the big money spending. But May we can all sit down and. I'm sure that when the talkie episode comes oh, on, yeah. I'll, Charlie, Charlie will get around to the production meeting and no doubt get me back yeah, on. Yeah. And is it? It's, it'll be a series, will it? I take it. Or... It'll be a, it'll be a series yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, um, so I, I don't know how many episodes it'll be, but it, it's going to be a long running series covering the two years of, of kind of them leading up to takeover and and missing out on the playoffs, and then hopefully this season when we storm to the title. 
with a late charge or something yeah, like yeah. that. Maybe. Char- I'm looking Another at Charlie. title playoffs, He's, maybe. It's on Disney maybe, Plus. Maybe, yeah. Charlie's desperate to do the Mickey Mouse Club line. No, no, not at all. I wish them well, Paul. Now we've taken four points off them. I wish them well. Good to talk to you. They can do what they like now. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Nathan Sort there from the Rob Rhyme Red Wrexham podcast. It's difficult to say, Paul. It's I, I've struggled a few times with yeah. it, you know, but uh, but it, look, it's awesome. a gr- it, it's a great story, and at the moment, Touchwood, they're doing it the right way. They seem to be good guys doing it the, the owners, right way. The owners are, yes, Paul. That's all I will say on that matter. Oh, okay. Well, there we are. Oh, yeah, quite. <laughs> Interesting comments. Okay, yeah, there um, we are. Yes. Anyway, good afternoon, gentlemen. Better than an average show this afternoon. Thank oh, you. Okay. Thank you, Daz. I was nice. bullied as a child by a Canada geese. <laughs> I only had one route to by school. By a number of Canada geese no, or by, one by, Canada By a Canada goose. goose. Oh, I was going to say, okay. It says by a Canadian geese, but I think it's a Canada goose, is it? Yeah. I only had one route to school, which I walk every morning, and without fail, the devil incarnate yeah. would be waiting for me on the path. It'd be flapping and hissing until I got my sandwiches out of my satchel, at which point he nicked them and waddled off. One day, I decided to even the odds by having ham and mustard. He saw right through this and went mental. He did, however, leave me with no bruises from Daz in West Brom. My mate uh, who used to uh, live and work in Grasmere in the lakes, uh, he maintains, in the days before mobile phones, this was it, when he would kind of phone home from a phone box in Grasmere, he maintains it was... It was patrolled by a giant radioactive chicken. He said something had gone, something had happened at a local power station. He'd yeah. got in there and he'd found his way to Grasmere. And yeah. it was, he said it was the size of a small boy. It's a chicken. Yeah, a bit of and a chicken? Quite aggressive. Not and a cockerel pool? And it would, it, it would, I don't know, it would stop you going in and trying to get you in and out. It was like in charge oh, of the of phone box. It was very territorial. Yeah. But he was drinking quite a lot of the time. My friend, of course, <laughs> not the chicken. Maybe the but chicken was waiting for a call. Paul. If you know Grassmere and, and, uh, in the uh, maybe the 80s and, and you remember that, that giant chicken. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. You are listening to TalkSport. <laughs> Do get in touch. TalkSport.com. Text 81089. Tweet TSH and J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And uh, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sports. And uh, joining us now, yeah, we may touch on a bit of football with him, but we're going to have a chat about his tour, find out what he's up to. He's comedian Tommy Tiernan. Tommy, good afternoon. I'm a big fan of the the pool as well that's on. Do you get free sport, the channel over there? Oh, free sport. I think <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah, we get because it has some very interesting. Like yes. live log rolling from Calgary and stuff like yeah. that, like the old days of world of sport. Yeah, an old age pensioner darts. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. I'd watch that. I'm going to write that yeah. down somewhere. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of they have the uh, ultimate world pool championships, and this isn't like the American big bucket pool. Mm. This is the type of pool that's played in bars in Stoke and Hull. <laughs> Cash games, it's like pub pool. Somebody <laughs> comes in, puts fifty oh, p yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to decide on what, what if it's two shots on the black or not, and they film it. It's great. Someone tips a pint of lager on the table. That's, that's a great. I like this. Is oh, all yeah, good stuff, format, Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah, you're, you're touring. Yeah, you're touring the UK soon. Is that right? Uh, I believe so. I have a contractual obligation that I must fulfil. <laughs> Before the end of Easter, oh. so now I'm on the road there. Yeah, started. Uh, I started touring the UK probably uh, around '96 or '97, mm. and it's only the last couple of tours we did by train, and that's the only way to do it, lads. Jesus, it's. Uh, I know that sometimes English people give out about the state of the trains, but it's an absolute delight. It puts uh, puts the pleasure back in touring. No more 
long old drives on motorways. There's no more kind of uh, the life so slowly been sucked out of you. Um, so I'm a big fan of the trains. I'm almost, I, if truth be told, the, the stand up at the end of the evening is a small price to pay for <laughs> traveling by train. <laughs> okay. So, traveling, what's the traveling by train in this country, in, in say the UK, as compared to Ireland? What are the major, is it a better or worse experience? Well, there's only one train in Ireland, one actual train. So uh, on Mondays, it goes to Galway. On Tuesdays, it goes to Cork. On Thursday, it goes to Belfast. So you might, it's kind of like the old Wild West. Or, yeah. It's like a coal train co coming out of... Paul, Tommy's the king of Ireland. Paul, Tommy's the king of Ireland. He'll have someone yeah, to, car he has the to carry him around in yeah. Ireland. I've, I, I only travelled by a horse-drawn train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at your itinerary then for for uh, the UK tour, and uh, yeah, it's all yeah. very doable by train. There are some nice journeys. You get Margate to Edinburgh. I'm sure Ooh. that'll be a joy. It's quite a long journey that, although you've got a few days to make it. I see. I don't mind. We did. Um, so we insist on travelling first class, uh, like yeah. any proper talent would. Uh, <laughs> but we noticed them when we were touring by first class in Scotland that even the people who run the train kind of resent you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing is about you, There's Tommy. There's kind of a hatred of anybody who thinks they've got notions up in Scotland. Oh, um, uh, the, so we, I was halfway through that tour when uh, Boris told me to go home, mm. um, back to Ireland for the, uh, that was like March 2020 or something. So this is the the bit that we, the bits that we didn't get to. Um, so I think we finished in Southampton on something like the 15th of March 2020. So mm. we'll come back just to finish the whole thing off. Uh, but I, I love touring the UK. Um, and I very much feel mm. like a uh, the older you get, the more you realise how different our countries are, and how English people would lean towards manners and organisation, and the Irish would kind of lean towards uh, fresh air and irresponsibility. <laughs> so you hope as an Irish storyteller that you bring in something that is uh, slightly exotic, mm. even though you'd hardly describe Terry Wogan as exotic, or you know. Graham Norton or Father Ted, Roy Keane. I'm trying to think of all the Irish people who have Dara O'Brien. Mm. That's, the, that's, that's the feeling I get on stage is that maybe you're bringing something that uh, isn't readily available over there. The same way if a Cockney comic or a Scouse comic, you know, came over to Galway where I live yeah. in the West Coast Mickey of Mickey Flanagan, for example. You're for yeah, you're looking for something different. You're looking mm. for something like yeah. that's... Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have the courage to call it ethnic. I think it's it's culturally different. Yeah, for me, uh, Tommy, it's like uh, Christy Moore. I think is a good person, a, oh, a great go. folk singer. You know, yeah. a great. You feel, you feel like you could see him in the corner of a pub, and he'd be incredible. And it just feels like he's taking you into his world. And I feel Tommy does that. Mm. It feels like Tommy's going on. And all comics want to try and be like the funny person down the pub. That's what that's the sort of thing you try and achieve. And yeah. whenever I've watched Tommy work, Paul, especially, it's he has that that skill of walking on and it feeling like he's just come up with it in that moment. I'm sure you don't do that, Tommy. <laughs> How much work goes into your preparation? Oh, very little. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I'm really more. I'm more of a more of a train man. Yeah, I'm more interested. In <laughs> downloading timetables and alternative yeah. routes. And uh, next week now, I'll download menus. 
Yeah, well, I'd let, well, I can give you word to the wise. We came, we were in Edinburgh uh, last week, and we came uh, down uh, on the train from Edinburgh to London. But I see you're doing Edinburgh and Newcastle, which is a lovely trip. The old Berwick coast, lovely short mm. hop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they will feed you on the train first class, Tommy. The the portions are quite yeah. small. We 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 toyed with asking for two, but it felt a bit like Oliver <laughs> Twist. They did. They gave us the old. They gave us the eye, and then we asked. Yeah, I possi- yeah. I, I, so I won't be eating it. I'll, I'll be bringing it back. Back to Ireland as an exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> exhibit A. Very small portion. There'll be a of... huge crowd to meet me at the airport. Thousands of people on the roof like the Beatles. And I'll, I'll bring out little sandwiches that I got. Train food. I bring train Ex- food. Extra to Ipswich. <laughs> yeah, like Neville Chamberlain at the airport. I have in my hand a meat and potato pie. That's yeah, it. that will be good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, very quickly, um, uh, still keeping an eye on Liverpool's uh, fine efforts. Totally, mm-hmm. but the, the big see for us. Um, I don't know if if most English people are kind of aware of this, but we fall in love with English soccer clubs, mm. and we follow them wholeheartedly. Uh, but our interest is we're kind of like it's kind of like we're watching Emmerdale or Coronation Street, and I'm sure it is it's slightly for you as well in that the Premiership is a phenomenal soap opera, mm. and it's full of great unpredictability and passion and storylines, great kind of character stuff. But we, so, you know, I would get, I was, one of the last Liverpool games I was at, um, one of the most dramatic ones was the was the Steven Gerrard slip one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would say it took me the guts of two and a half months to get over that. I th- I'm not even sure <laughs> if I'm still over it. Uh, yeah. It's just a kind of, um, and I would say I feel that as deeply as anybody who lives in the city of Liverpool. It mm. was, um, we went to see the, on the tour, actually, we went to see the Liverpool played Bournemouth and I think they bet them 2-1 and that was the last game before lockdown came in so no following Liverpool passionately since 1977 since the day they got beaten by Manchester United in that cup final who was it was it the Greenhoff twins or something Brian yeah yeah, Jimmy and yeah what was the other fellow's name Uh, and Stuart Pearson and Lou McCarry that was that era all those kind of Steve Coppel, uh, yeah, those great. Was two Steph- very Stephanie good sides. Back yeah, then? Yeah, 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 would, yeah, would have been great Liverpool era as yeah, well. Yeah. Two very good sides they would have been then. So, yeah. and the shirts weighed about twelve kilos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they were men. Sammy McIlroy, soccer match. Sammy Mac, yep. I played a a charity soccer match about three or four years ago for the Liverpool Legends against the Manchester United Legends. And I got uh, brought on in the last maybe 15 minutes, but I got to shower with, I got to take a shower with John Wark. Oh. Remember John? That sounds like yeah, a yeah. podcast, Tommy. <laughs> oh my God. It was, he was like something like the Lord of the Rings. You wouldn't see it coming out of Mordor. What a man. I felt like just sitting down and clapping. <laughs> well, John's feeling 10 feet tall today. Wow, no doubt. He listens, he listens now, in, he? Big John. Uh, well, good to talk to you, Tommy. We wish you well with the tour. Uh, if you, Thanks, when you're God over, bless and good luck. Yeah, and if, you look, if you're, you're over, in, come and pop in and see us. We're if near you, a train station. We're well, not far. We're right near London. Bridge, you can be in and get yourself down to Basingstoke afterwards. So lovely to see you. God bless that. Thank you very much. Cheers. Good luck to you, Tommy Tiernan. There, go and yeah. catch him on tour. He's very funny. No, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. He's he can do hours as well. Yeah. Just stand there for hours and on and yeah, on. He's very, on. very relaxed style. Yeah, isn't very, very, very really good. funny man. Anyway, uh, thanks to Tommy and uh, yeah, all the best, John. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, John's uh, driving around, around the kitchen. Now. 
Walkie. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, as you have heard from Ben Fletcher today, the, the Tottenham uh, Hotspur have asked fans to move on in the uh, use uh, of the Y word. There was a consultation with the fans. They've published the results of the consultation and uh, their findings and the next steps, uh, part of which is a, a hub that they have set up, the Y word online hub, where people can go to and get some context around the uh, the use of this word it's look it's it's always been an emotive subject and as such uh, a fellow Tottenham fan here one of our producers on Talksport and Talk Radio for many years Dave Levine who is Jewish we were chatting earlier on off air about it and i thought it would be interesting to share part of that conversation we had really on this subject dave's just popped in to see us hi dave good afternoon dave. It, it's a difficult one we both kind of essentially agree that as the club do, as they say in this, that it came from a good place. This this use, this idea that the word was reclaimed, it was a stick to beat the club with and the fans with, and the club embraced it um, to say that you can't hurt us, you can't hurt us, because, yeah, we're proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. You you can't call us something if we're proud of that. It's not an insult to to use Jewish as a slur if we are proud of the, the Jewish fan base. But I think we have moved on since the 70s and 80s and a lot of fans, um, ones I've spoken to in the office and outside, until they'd heard the discussion around it, weren't aware that the history of the Y word is that it is anti-Semitic abuse. Mm. And the only reason it's kind of perpetuated in society now is because, as Spurs fans, we chant it ourselves. Yeah. Neither of us, though, see it <clears throat> like that in that context. When we hear... It, this is the thing. This is the, this is the, the difficult thing to get your head around because... As I said, we know it kind of ultimately came from a good place initially. But you're right, things have changed, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't chant it. You know, years no. gone by, I did. And I've been to football, as, as most kids do, with their dad. Um, and I noticed how it prickled my, dad, my dad's neck when it, was being, when it was being chanted. And he is from an era that he used to get beaten up for, for being Jewish. Mm -hmm. And that word was used as a slur to him. Mm -hmm. And now when it's chanted by 60,000 fans and he's sat there, it is a reminder of a bygone era when his Jewishness was something that was physically used to beat him with. Yeah, And I think... Uh, I think we've moved on from that and I get that it came from a good place and I get that there is no malice involved and a lot of people might not even be aware of the heritage but that that ignorance isn't an excuse to keep going with it. Mm. I think this is a great move from the club to say we want to move on. It'll be interesting to see how they do it and how long it takes because I think it will take a while but I think it is progress as it was in 2013 when they said we're not going to print any shirts with a Y word on it. Mm. We're not going to retweet anyone or respond to anyone on mm. social media that has it in their handle. I, I think it's actually been a long time, possibly too long in coming. It, is it, there's the top line stuff from the research. 23,000 people responded. I did. I'm sure you did as mm. well to it. And almost half of all the respondents would prefer to see supporters choose to chant the Y word less or stop using it altogether. 94% of respondents acknowledge the Y word can be considered a racist term against the Jewish person. Interesting, 33% of respondents use the Y word regularly in a footballing context. And we saw last night the two new players came on for their Premier League debuts when that was announced over the PA. What was the first chant that came up? That Absolutely. ownership, you are 
part of our club. That's the chant that comes up immediately. Absolutely. So this is not going to be a straightforward process. There will be some resist- resistance to yeah, it. Yeah, and I think it needs to be a movement <coughs> from the club and the fans yeah. because you can't just go in heavy-handed and arrest people mm-hmm. for, for chanting something. Um, but at the same point, if there was racism or homophobia in the stands and it was being used, that quite rightly, other fans would be calling them out on it. So it needs more people to not join in with the chant. Mm. So effectively, the chant dies because no one is using it. It's not a successful uh, uh, G up to the players. It doesn't resonate with other fans. It doesn't reverberate around the stadium. And then maybe people go, okay, fine. Maybe, you know, some of these chants, players leave. You don't hear um, Omusa Dembele because he's yeah. not on the pitch. Maybe mm. that's what happens is just people stop joining in with the chants. They become less effective. Spurs aren't, Spurs fans don't use the moniker Why Army. And mm. then that's it. It just, it might take five years, 10 years, but it, the first step has to start yeah. somewhere. And there, there will be people thinking, you know, this is this is just uh, you know this is a show of support for for our our Jewish fans. This is why we do it. This is why we did it first. This is why we think we can continue uh, to do that. But clearly, if if enough people, I mean, you know, if you're upsetting, you don't want to, you know. We're supposed to be brethren. We're all football fans. We're all Tottenham fans together. We all support the same same team. We care about the same thing. But you wouldn't want to be upsetting the people that that you go to football with. And if you are doing that with a song. Um, you have to start to question whether we should keep seeing that. Absolutely, and, and I think what, what you don't see is when you're chanting, you're looking at the pitch. You're not looking at the bloke next to you that's feeling uncomfortable or uh, the the woman two rows in front that's not joining in and mm. is looking at a bit antsy. You don't pay attention to that. So it needs uh, surveys like this to say, actually, this is the feeling. And, it, and, and in a year where, uh, even in a week where we've seen a report that anti-Semitic crime is 30% up from last year Mm. that actually it feels more timely than ever to go okay fine if we can do some small thing to make sure that some form of racism is less prevalent in society then we should be doing it we applaud when people take the knee we have rainbow laces and support pride month all these things are worthy causes and i think so is this do you think ignorance of of the context is is reasonable anymore, or do you think most Tottenham fans that maybe do continue to see ultimately know the context and why it, it's it's wrong, or is there still some ignorance? I mean, you told me a story earlier on of, of, of it was a few years ago at university, someone yeah, coming up a- absolutely, to you. someone coming up to you to to me and saying you're a why, aren't you? And I said, mm, what do you mean? And they repeated it a couple of times. And I, they said, oh, you played football with me in a Spurs shirt a couple of weeks back. Mm. And I went, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a Spurs fan. And it was my hesitation that made him go, wait, does that have another meaning? Yeah. And I think 10 years ago, maybe. But with the internet, um, with the fact that other clubs are, prom- uh, are prosecuted for anti-Semitic abuse, with this survey, that ignorance is is no longer acceptable and it's also no longer an excuse mm. um and it is it's beholden on other spurs fans to educate each other and to say this this needs to stop and it needs to just transition into a different form of support for the club. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Birthday spread time. Uh, people getting in touch. Um, Paul Mellon has finished his meeting early doors so oh. he can tune in. He enjoys he enjoys a bit of birthday spread. in my melon. Hopefully, Paul, you'll join in, as will some of the other listeners, and put us to shame as we 
uh, make shoddy attempts to guess the ages of uh, famous people who've had birthdays uh, this week. Annie Jacobs has been compiling them all, as always, and he's got a gilt-edge gag for each one. And Jeff Peters keeps score. But we'll say good afternoon to Andy first. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Charlie. And uh, I've spoken to the birthday spread committee, and oh. they're very unhappy about Max Russian's blind guesses. Yeah. They say they're denigrating the purity of the game. Oh, right. Okay. Right. I did see you take him to task earlier yeah. on. His, yeah, ge- his guesses are about completely random. You can't play the game like that. He's yeah, right. I no, think he is poor. bringing the game into disrepute. <clears throat> Tension seeking, I thought. Um, and Jeff Peters, of course, uh, once again keeping score. Good afternoon, Jeff. Back in the Nerve Centre, fresh from the Leicester Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, what a fantastic night. Honestly, Charlie was excellent, very funny, superb singing. And I have to say, lovely bloke too. There we are. Uh, And a a friend of mine... A bit of bias, I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't like the sound of this. I do feel like, you know, (laughs) scoring could go haywire. It's like Mike Dean saying, oh, I love Chelsea. It feels a little bit set blatter. (laughs) It was. (laughs) A a friend of mine messaged me on on Instagram and she said, I saw him last weekend supporting Jack D. He was brilliant. I was in stitches at his Facebook marketplace jokes and his singing was phenomenal. uh, There's a review for you from a friend. What was the comedy show like? What was the comedy show like? The singing was good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the singing was good. <laughs> For a comedian, you seem a of a good singer, Charlie. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, anyway, the way it works is this. Ten birthdays coming up, um, and the margin of error will build as we guess, try and guess the ages of these people. And it's the one at the end, after ten birthdays, with the shortest uh, margin of error. Uh, in our guesses, that's as simple as that. Last week was quite contentious. Uh, Charlie was, uh, for some, something went on at the end, it was weird, and Charlie was thrown, and I felt the need to uh, knock over my king. No, I, Paul, I, you, you won, I conceded, Paul. I retired, you won, uh, resigned Paul. is the word, yeah. What is the score then? Are, are we going 15-8, yeah, no, Charlie, Charlie won. or I, null and I, If I, I'm allowed to concede, Charlie won because wow, we, we, messed him, we messed him up. We gave him the wrong maths. I don't know what happened. Actually, I think he gave himself the wrong maths. He did. But, but um, in the end, Charlie, I think it was only right and proper. So you're Lead off today. Uh, we'll give it. We'll give him that one if you want to put him on the official scorebook, Jeff. Wow, well, fourteen so, nine. It 14 feels nine. mildly patronising, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Here we go then. Let's get underway. Here's Pele. Okay, the first birthday yeah. of the week. It's the rock singer Axel Rose. Axel, Axel Rose. Rose. <laughs> and uh, we were in. <laughs> we were in not that time of Rose. We mm. were in Panto together at the uh, Princess Theatre in Torquay, actually, mm. playing the traditional pantomime horse. I was in the front, and Axel was at the rear. Hey, <laughs> nice. Come yeah. on. What do you reckon, Axel Rose? Axel, Charlie, you're first. kicking off. You I'm won last off week. Yeah. Axel Rose. I think he's fifty-one. I think he might be a bit older than that, Axel Rose. Fifty-five, Axel Rose. He's sixty. Whoa. Oh, blimey. Sweet child of mine. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm 16. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing Old Man Step, though. It's you. Yeah. No, it's trolling yourself. All the new songs. <laughs> help me down to Paradise City. I can't do it on my own. Just help me down. I can't, can't get down. It's only 60. Well, the grass nothing, is green and the girls are ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> so who's that creepy old man with a bandana on? Too old for a bandana, Grande. He's 60, for goodness sake. I'm sick. Anyway, move on. What, what, what happened there, Jeff? Uh, it's uh, Paul 5, Charlie 9. <laughs> 5, 9, OK. Right. Here we go. OK, birthday number two, Sven Goran Eriksson. Oh. And uh, I was landscaping the grounds of his mansion when he said he wanted me to devise a way to draw water from his grounds. <laughs> I said, what have you got in mind? And he said, well... Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know it's coming and it's still funny. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, wow, I was Sven these days. He's got to be, he's not far, is he far off a of Roy? What is he, about 68, I'd say, Sven? 
70. 74. Oh, wow. Gone. Yeah, he is in the Roy envelope, isn't he? What the about Roy that? envelope. Welcome yeah. to the Roy envelope. So what's that done? Well, the boy, nice envelope. You're back into it, Charlie, I believe. I Paul so. is uh, six out, yeah. so is on to 11. Mm. Charlie, four out on 13. Two right. in it after two. There we go, Charlie yeah. leads off. We alternate, by the way, folks. You haven't heard it before. Charlie's next off first. Okay, uh, third birthday, uh, the actor Alice Eve. Alice Eve. Alice Eve and yeah. uh, we were playing high stakes poker and I was absolutely rinsing her. My wife said, Stop, you're killing Eve. Oh, oh, yes. oh thank you. I don't know who this is. Alice Eve, okay. She's great in her one person shows when it's all oh. about Eve. All about oh, Eve. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> very, good, yeah. very good. Yeah. Alice Eve, Charlie. I'll put that one down for next year. It's <laughs> 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 her birthday. Yeah. Mm. When she'll be a year older. Indeed. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> 41. She's Trevor Eve's daughter, I ah, believe. Ah, right, okay. I think she's maybe a bit younger than that. 34. I love Trevor Eve, do you? When you put the carrot out and the biscuit. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what is she, Andy? I just got that. 40. Oh, oh yes! Oh, wow, okay. Fantastic. I think she's Trevor Eve's daughter. I'm got mad, am I? She right? is Trevor Eve's yeah, daughter, that's yeah. that's right. Yeah. Always works on a shoestring budget. Oh, um, so, oh, come on, don't you start, Jeff. Zero <laughs> nine. So, <laughs> what's your singing like? One for the fans. Maybe you've got a future as a comedian. <laughs> what a day this has been. <laughs> <laughs> what a singer he is. Jokes, not so much. Well, so, um, what's happened there, Jeff? Well, Charlie's moved into the lead because he was one off. Uh, yeah. So he moves on to 14. Paul, again, six out. You're on to 17. So 14, 17. Okay, okay here okay. we go then. Next up. Okay. Uh, happy birthday to the seven-time Olympic gold medalist, Mark Spitz. Ooh, Mark yeah. Spitz. And uh, he's just taken up a challenge to swim the Atlantic. But he's nowhere near as good as he was in the pool. He's just a spitz in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nice. I wonder if they ever got him on Tiz was. It must have been very tempting. They must have tried to book him at one point. I did sort of go down that did route. Go down that route, though. yes. Yeah. Sorry. That, I think you, that's a, that's not you doing that. That is a tape of Spit the Dog, isn't it? Oh, okay. Maybe oh, okay. it is. It's, it's quite horrible, really. Um, I'd say, is it me or who is it? It's me. Are you sure? Uh, Mark's yeah, so yeah, I went first for Alice. 70. God, he must be getting on now. 72. I'm going to go. I think you're in the right ballpark. 68. 72. Oh, oh, well done, Paul. Okay. Well back in the lead. Oh. Paul with a direct hit. Charlie, four out on that. So it's Paul, 17. Charlie, 18. We're heading to half time shortly. Just time for one more. Charlie will lead us off. Charlie, here we go. Okay. Last one into half time. It's the professor of ecotoxicology oh. at the University of Exeter. Mm. Professor Tamara Galloway. Professor Tamara mm. Galloway. And she's fantastic at mentoring young students. But I have to confess, she does give. Priority to women <laughs> ecotoxicologists. Here we are. Very oh, good. George Galloway, bit of business there. Mm. Tamara. She must be Galloway. If she's doing eco stuff, is she wondering when the sun will come out? And she's, when will the sun will come out tomorrow? Yeah. Um, oh, no. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I think you can start to this phase the guess. singing out on that basis. <laughs> <laughs> Just be well, you could have sung that one, actually. Yeah, I could have, couldn't I? Yeah. The guess. This is going to be a complete guess. Ecotoxicology. 55. That's a pretty good guess. I'd say 57. 59. Oh, oh okay. okay. so at half-time, Jeff, the scores are? Well, it's been pretty very good scoring. Yeah. Uh, it's Charlie 22, Paul 19. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> 
Dancers joined in with the uh, old um, Guns N' Roses song for Axl Rose. It's so easy to forget why you came into the room in the first place. (laughs) Thank you very much. You've had a few of those, haven't we? Very nice. We've had a few, uh, a lot of sweet grandchild of mine. Of course so we thank have, you yes. very It's only much. 60. Everybody, lovely stuff. Anyway, it's the birthday spread, and we're halfway through. It's uh, 22 to Charlie, 19 to me. That means I'm three in the lead. I will lead off for the sixth birthday, Pele's Bank. And it's the composer and arranger, Mike Bat. Oh, Mike, Mike Bat. yeah. And he was very grateful to me one terrible night when I offered him shelter from a biblical storm. He was a bat out of hail. Oh. <laughs> bat out of hail, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool thinking of what part of uh, <laughs> Northwest he came from. He could have gone down that route. Um, well, what is Mike Bat? He's got to be old, 70 old, isn't he? And he's probably in the, the Roy um, Sven envelope, isn't he, Mike? 74, I'm going to go for the same I age. Think you're absolutely, I think he's old, a bit older. 78. 73. Oh, yeah. wrong way. Okay. Yeah, okay, so what's that done to the scores? Paul extends his lead. Mm. Paul, one out, Charlie, five out. It's Paul, 20, Charlie, 27. Paul, 27, Mm, okay. Uh, Right, Uh, Charlie, you will lead off for this one. Yeah. Okay, now we're into the tricky section. Oh, good. It's the chairman of the BMW group, Oliver Zips. (laughs) Oliver Zips. And uh, I've played cricket against him so many times over the years. I've got him out so often, it's embarrassing. Even last year, he got the thinnest of edges to the keeper, but I knew I'd got my zips caught. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Oliver Zips, Charlie, BMW. Zips, Not Oliver the job you do as a zips. 17-year-old, is it? No, chairman of BMW, yeah. Oliver Zips. But an Oliver, you don't see many old men Olivers. Really? Yeah, Oliver Hardy? Well, <laughs> I haven't seen him recently. Oliver um, Cromwell? <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's very old. Shot down in flames. <laughs> Not enough for you. <laughs> Other Olivers are available. <laughs> 66. 67. Oh, Mourinho. Unbelievable. 58. 58? Terrible, Paul. And I just thought, yes, what he, I thought that's what he was. I thought that's what he was, Charlie. 67. It was an honest Dreadful. Game. What's that down Dreadful. to the scores, Jeff? Well, it's narrowed by one. It's now Paul 29, Charlie 35. Okay, there's very little in it, Charlie. I'd be done. I'm not going to start playing the, playing the angles now. Not at this stage, going for snookers. Um, I'm, I'm up first, so um, here we go, Andy. Yeah. Uh, it's a, he's an actor. He appeared in Stargate, the film Stargate. James Spader. James mm. Spader. Oh, yeah. And uh, look, it was all right appearing in Stargate, but when I knew him, he just turned down the lead role in the original Star Wars movie. I couldn't believe it. I said to him, you must be Darth Spader. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Darth Spader. Yeah. Very good. That's very good, very James good. Spader. Very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, 50... Mm. You think he's older than that, Charlie? Mm. I can tell. Mm. <laughs> 59, I'm going mm. for. You think he's a bit older? I think he's younger I remember than that. him some of his films. Oh, younger? Okay. But I'm going to stay with you and say 58. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's, uh, 62. It's oh, all very tactical. Very tactical, this game. Like it should game be blind ch- guesses this like time. A game of the chess. last four guesses should be blind guesses. You just have to write, no, someone's write them down. Be, someone's got to be bold in this game. Okay. It could well all be right. me in the next one. We'll right. see. So what's the scores, Jeff? Paul, you're three out onto 32. Charlie, four out onto 39. Seven in it, two to go. It's a very good game. Very okay, tight. Uh, Charlie, um, is that right? You, yeah, so you Me lead, first, yeah. You're leading us off. Two to okay, go. Here we go, yeah, yeah. Okay, Charlie, uh, he's the chairman of Edinburgh Airport. It's yes. John Elvidge. Oh, John yeah. Elvidge. John, yeah. And every night when he departs work, the staff at the airport have to make an announcement on the PA. Elvidge has left the building. Yeah. <laughs> chairman of Edinburgh Airport. <laughs> 72. Mm. 
72. Six, Johnny? Johnny boy? 67. 71. Ooh. Wow. 36 plays 40. Four in it. Paul in the lead. One to go. 36 oh. plays 40. Here we go. What a ding dong do. Five on four, Dave. Paul's on 36. Um, okay. It's uh, the it's painter. Mm. Oh, sorry. No, it's, no, it's, it's you, the painter. It's, Oh, oh, yes. oh, oh, eight, Albert oh, and Costello do eight, the birthday oh, spread. Go on then, Andy. Carry on. I'll, I'll be quiet. <laughs> it's the painter. I, I gather from I gather from Jeff that I, he was in last year. I don't remember him. It's the painter Gerhard Richter. Yes. Gerhard Richter. I got him, yeah. And we were on a diet together, and they oh. used to attend Weight Watchers <laughs> session at Gerhard's house. <laughs> I'd love to see how much I lost. I couldn't wait to be weighed on the Richter scale. Yes, of yes. course. Um, he's Gerhard an artist. Is, it, is, is he Andy? He's an artist, is he? He's an artist, Gerhard. I'm, he's I'm a painter, first. yeah. I'm first. Yeah, do the whole house in a couple of days. <laughs> and <laughs> decorator. <laughs> painter and decorator is his birthday. Lovely job on the scale. Gerhard Richter. Um, I'd say uh, he's 84. 87. Mm, you've just tried to make it so I have to really go for it. Yeah. No, not really, because there's nobody's four in it, Charlie. 87. Yeah, Gerhard Richter. Um, what do you think? I'm going to say... Yeah. Oh, which way do I have to go? Which way do I have to go? You've got to be bold. You can stay in the game. Come on, Regals. Get on with it. Come on. 92. <laughs> he is, in fact, 90. Oh, that's so you've won, haven't you? No, I haven't. You have. Well, that's one more to go, isn't it? Or is that the end? That's of it. it. Oh, no, really? I thought, I thought that was the ninth one. <laughs> no, oh, I've really managed the tension well. I've really managed the tension well. I thought we had one more to go. My counting's oh, gone. It's going to go ninety. So, what was the final score, Jeff? Paul, three out on that last one. On to thirty-nine. Charlie. Two out on that last one, onto 42. So Paul Ooh, wins by three. 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 Oh, <laughs> no wonder you got the match wrong last week. <laughs> well done, Paul, as yeah. ever. It's tr- it's really hard because you play if, if you play really well, mm. you still don't win. No, it, it's, it, I, it's I, very it, annoying. It's just, comp- it's just luck. I just, just I, feel like they're being fed to you somewhere in the area. <laughs> this earpiece, possibly, <laughs> being fed into this. Something's going on. This earpiece. Something, no, one, no one can be... This good consistently. Yeah. yeah. I'm going okay. to get it looked into. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Of course, we do hope you enjoyed the birthday spread. Yeah, exactly. I wonder yes. how that went. As always. Well, exactly. that's a very good question. We don't give too much away. But, well, it is the end of the podcast, so that doesn't really work. But that's not the point. <laughs> Don't let's give it away, down, Paul. Let's not drill down people too might, much People might that. just listen to the beginning and the end and not listen to the you actual might, podcast. You might listen to the podcast. <laughs> actually, just like the intro and the outro. Anyway, Andy's back with me tomorrow. Charlie will be here on Tuesday, but you're back on Saturday with Max, I'll tell I you. I am indeed. Nine till 11. All yeah. the usual stuff. The game day warm-up, Paul. The hype men for the weekend. Marvellous. That's all coming up. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.